Bitcoin pulls back, our government is a complete mess, and is PayPal a buy? This is the Running With Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets are, well, they're selling off. And they're definitely not selling off just subtly. Or are they? With the Dow Jones currently down negative 0.19%, otherwise known as 60 points on negative 60 points. NASDAQ down 93 points. S&P 500 down 13 points. And the Rust 2K down just under 10 points. All the while, the VIX is up nearly 10%. It's currently up 877 percent um so overall a volatile day across the market and it's not really surprising it's not surprising when you look at these markets why everything is falling um my oh my look at the u.s government right now a complete absolute just crazy mess no matter what side you're on you'll recognize that it is a mess last week some people stormed the capitol now they're trying to impeach the president again a second time at least one party is the other party isn't really sure the Senate is just a complete mess as well. No one knows what we're supposed to be doing. Our government doesn't know if they're supposed to be passing this or passing that or impeaching this or impeaching that or removing this person or removing this person. It is a mess. No wonder the markets are what they're like, how they are. I mean, they are literally just basically down, all down um, a few percentage points. And it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that this market uh, is mixed, has really no direction. You know, you have a lot of good names that are up and a lot of good names that are down. For example, Taiwan Semi and NVIDIA are up. AMD is up. But Qualcomm is down. Uh, brought, you know, AVGO down microsoft down adobe down square down big time square is down big time yet paypal is hardly even down i'm trying what the point i'm trying to make here is it's weird you have a lot of mixed sectors going on here you look at healthcare it's completely green you look at disney it's green but netflix is red um i mean it's kind of it's kind of odd uh you look at Snapchat, it is green. You look at Facebook, it's red. Um, so we got a lot of stuff going on here, a lot of stuff that is just kind of all over the place. Nike, green, JD.com, red, kind of pretty much unrelated. Um, but, the you know, the market is overall just mixed today. Tesla is down. Maybe that's why we're seeing more red than green today when the market is actually quite mixed. We have a lot of good names up and a lot of good names down. Um, So it is surprising to see Boeing absolutely getting killed today. That's a buying opportunity. But we're not going into the watch list. Um, done rambling on. The point I was trying to make is the market has no idea where to go given these huge government events that have occurred in the last week, week and a half. Um. So it is definitely something to watch. Pay attention to our crazy government. That's what I call it nowadays because it's crazy. We never know what's going on, um, and it's just insane. So counting on a $2,000 stimulus check or another stimulus bill within the next few months, um, I wouldn't bet all my chips on it because our government tends to be all over the place. But we are also going to shift into this Bitcoin pullback that's right so last night bitcoin started pulling back and it wasn't that bad it was only down about three thousand when i first checked and then all of the sudden 
Bitcoin just tanked down 21% right now um, on the day. It went from literally 39,000 24 hours ago to 30,000. So that's, uh, you know, according to the headlines, roughly $200 billion of the cryptocurrency market has sold off just in the past 24 hours. And that was of earlier this morning and it sold off even more. So it's over $200 billion has sold off. Um, so it's definitely something to look at. Many experts believe this is just uh, profit-taking in Bitcoin in that it's just a marginal pullback after a huge run. It could be. That is a possibility. I think it's likely just a pullback. I don't think Bitcoin's going to crash out of midair now um, anytime soon. I mean, at the end of the day, it could. It could crash all the way back down to 10000 but I really don't think it is. I think that'd be abnormal, um, and I think that the institutions are still going to be getting in if they're not buying today. They're probably buying quite a bit today, um, but I think people are taking profits. I really do. Um, you know, this thing has absolutely gone through the roof. So investors taking profits, taking a little off the top, paying themselves, um, that makes sense. Now, on to Loop Capital, Loop Capital, L-O-O-P Capital. Um, they released their best ideas for 2021. So we're going to dig into those real quick. So their top picks, they released 10 names and we are going to like a lot of them. So Alibaba, Best Buy, um, DraftKings, FedEx, PayPal, Splunk, Michaels, Brinker International, Element Solutions, Lumentum, you know, most of these names are great names. Alibaba, I don't know. Must be they think that the political risk at the moment between both the U.S. government and the Chinese government aren't enough to take this thing off the market. Um, and it appears they dodged a delisting bullet, at least so far. It'll be interesting to see what happens here within the next few days and weeks as the administrations change over, as the government pretty much flips entirely. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch. But another big time headline today, uh, big short investor Michael Burry predicts Tesla stock will collapse. That's right. So he is reiterating his Tesla stock collapse. One of the best investors of all time, arguably, um, one of the people who called the huge housing market short um, in crash is now predicting that Tesla will crash as well. Now, I'm a Tesla bull. I think Tesla continues to move on. Um, but he noted on Twitter that he has maintained a short short position since December and that it is growing rapidly. In fact, he noted that just like in the housing market bubble, his short is currently growing on Tesla bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, that's quite uh, fascinating for me to see. While everyone is so bullish on Tesla, you know, you have a few big investors calling Bitcoin and Tesla and the overall market a bubble. And it very well could be. But at this moment, it's going up, um, at least the majority of the time it's going up. Not today. Both of them are down. Could this be the start of something? I don't think so. I just think it's a red day, a pullback after huge runs on both Bitcoin and Tesla. I thought I'd bring that to you. It's always fun to follow some of the best investors of all time. And Michael Burry predicts that this Tesla, um, Tesla stock will collapse here pretty soon. Now, uh, digging into a name that I think we have to get into, and this name is PayPal. Now, I've been hearing a lot. I have been hearing a lot. Oh, Square is way better than PayPal. PayPal's going to go out of business. I disagree. Stop saying that. Don't say that. Um, please do not say that. PayPal is not going anywhere, people. PayPal, 
I believe is going to be one of the future major players in the fintech revolution. And here's why. Um, every time that you go to buy something, whether it's on a website, whether it's at a store on the credit card machine, PayPal comes up nearly every single time. No joke. In fact, most of the time it's built into your phone. Why? Because PayPal is just huge um, and they have delivered an easy way to get paid. For instance, on Shopify, pretty much all the payments are through PayPal, typically. At least that's a big option. Um, so it's definitely interesting to see how people are saying this. Yet Square, I do not believe, has as much of an e-commerce footing as does PayPal. And in my personal opinion, I believe that e-commerce and having your huge footing in small business and e-commerce is much better than um, having it in cryptocurrency. And a lot of people are just going to Square for cryptocurrency right now. So I somewhat disagree on the argument um, that Square is way better. I completely disagree with that. So we're going to dig into it. So PayPal is one of the most well-known technologies and payments platforms that is used for a vast multitude of digital transactions and payments. PayPal's platform is also very popular among online retailers and is often used as a payment system amongst digital shops. Now, furthermore, PayPal's portfolio consists of PayPal Credit, Venmo, um, I believe it's called Zoom, but it's X-O-O-M. Um, if anyone knows how to pronounce that, please hit me on Twitter. But uh, yeah, X-O-O-M, Zoom, I, I, Zoom, I believe. Uh, Braintree, Patient, and in in the original PayPal platform. Now, in recent news, PayPal jumped into the cryptocurrency world, allowing PayPal users to buy, hold, and sell Bitcoin as well as your Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash. Not only that, but PayPal recently invested in a leading startup crypto tax automation company um, called Taxbit. Now, Taxbit is also funded by Coinbase Ventures and the Winklevoss Capital, um, so it is very interesting to see that PayPal is jumping in with some of the biggest players in the crypto game um, into a startup that is supposedly one of the biggest um, tax crypto tax-oriented startups out there right now. Now, um, both moves by PayPal show management is already building the foundation to be a major competitor in the crypto uh, currency industry as well, and that is expected to explode in the coming years. So not only do they have a very strong footing um, in the e-commerce sector um, in the e-commerce world, but they also have an extremely strong footing in cryptocurrency, or at least they're building that footing up in cryptocurrency. And I like that. They're laying the foundation in cryptocurrency for success. And that's exactly what I want to see. Um, now, shifting into their most recent earnings, PayPal continues to deliver stellar numbers and how the analysts are upgrading the stock based on these numbers is beyond me. Now, um, if we jump into their numbers, PayPal beat in the most recent quarter, in, which was Q3 of 2020, um, and then they reported an EPS of $1.07. Now, that is much better than the expected EPS um, consensus estimate from analyst of $0.94. Cents. Um, on a year-over-year -year basis, that's an EPS improvement of 754 one percent. I love it. Now, PayPal reported Q3 revenues of $5.46 billion. That's a 25% increase year over year. And not only that, but management went on to report that operating income increased by 40% year over year to $980 million. So, so far, excellent numbers amongst EPS, income, and um, revenues. So, 
definitely, I'm loving the numbers here. I'm loving how PayPal is consistently growing amongst the revenues, EPS, and operating income, but it does not stop there. Management also reported that total payment volume, otherwise known as TPV, increased by a whopping 38%, totaling $247 billion. Even more impressively, PayPal reported 15.2 million net new active accounts throughout the quarter. That's a 55% increase year over year. And then they ended Q3 with 361 million active PayPal accounts. So don't tell me that PayPal's small because they have 361 million active PayPal accounts. I believe they are a leader in this space and these earnings so far represent it. Now, rounding out the third quarter, GAEP operating margin landed at 17.9%, and that is a 198 basis point expansion on operating margin. So I love the numbers here. PayPal is consistently growing. They're consistently turning out growth numbers. They're consistently turning out big numbers. Um, And I think that PayPal is going to continue to win as the digital revolution continues to move forward. And I don't think that's stopping anytime soon. I think this growth here that PayPal is seeing is sustainable for quite a while. Now, um, PayPal went on to raise fiscal year 2020 earnings guidance as well. Now expecting TPV growth of 30% for the year and revenues to increase 20 to 21% on the year. So overall, solid numbers. Um, and, you know, when you hear numbers on a, on a, for instance, a revenue basis of 25%, that's a big number for revenue. Or, you know, 40% increase for operating income. These are big numbers we're talking about here. Um, it's not normal that you see, you know, Apple turn out a 55% gain in a large part of their business anymore. Because, you know, Apple, they can only grow at a certain rate per year now because they're just so big big. But with PayPal, you know, I think the common misconception with PayPal is that they're so big, they have no more, no more growth. That is wrong. Um, PayPal has a lot more growth. And I think that they're going to continue to grow um, as fintech and that whole shift is made. Now, on a final note, PayPal management expects fiscal year 2020 GAAP EPS to grow 37 to 38% overall and to add 70 million net new accounts by the end of 2020 or fiscal year 2020. Um, So overall, you know, I really do think that the numbers are solid. I think they're great. Um, And I don't think that PayPal is going anywhere. So get that out of your head. Pull out the uh, PayPal sucks quote that you see on all these message boards and Twitter because PayPal is a winner. um, And I like it actually a little more than I do Square. I think that PayPal has more lasting power than Square. But I think Square is going to see growth as well. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying don't kick PayPal to the curb. Come on, people. Now, shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers are solid here as well. Um, Total debt, $8.9 billion. Eh, That's quite a bit of debt. Um, But total liabilities, $47 billion. Total assets, $65 billion. And cash and short-term investments level of $14 billion. So overall, you know, their assets and their short-term investments in cash far outweigh still their total liabilities and total debt, which is exactly what we want to see. And you all know that. Now, um, shifting into the current valuation, the valuation is pricey just as it is on on uh, Square. So, and I'm using the comparison between PayPal and Square because they're really um, two similar companies and they often get compared. Um, so it is a quite good comparison. Um, now, on a price to earnings level, we're looking at 91.57 times. At least when I checked this, PayPal is up today. Well, it's actually down 1.26%. It was up this morning. Um, but, you know, so 
it's it's tough to say that the valuation is too high. I don't think it's too high because I think there's a lot of forward growth in this stock. Um, and I think that this, you know, PayPal could run flat, catch up to earnings, um, and that price to earnings would come down some and then shoot back up. But I think PayPal has a lot more room to run compared to a lot of other high-flying tech names in the market. Um, this price to earnings is high, but it's not too bad. Um, a price to sales of 14 times, price to book of roughly 15 times, and a price to cash flow just around 53 times. So, you know, valuation, it's expensive, but I don't think it's too far gone. I think PayPal has farther to run. Now, um, management, they've also done a great job. Return on equity, 17.97%. Return on assets, 5.43%. Return on invested capital, 11.60%. Solid numbers there. Management's been executing well. Um, and I like the fact that management is consistently turning out solid earnings growth um, and solid growth all around. Now, the analyst, they're neutral on it. And I, I think they have the mindset that this stock ran a lot in 2020. Can it run much more in 2021? I think it can. Um, so overall, the mean price target, $230.86 per share. High price target, $290 per share. And the low is $200. I think it veers more towards that $290 per share. Possibly by mid-2021, we see $250, $260. Um, but it will be interesting to see where it gets to. You know, it's never a bad thing to get into a stock that has been consistently winning and to throw a 10% stop loss on there and see what you can make. It is not a bad thing. And often some of those trades go very, very well. Um, now, institutional holdings. 83.51% of PayPal is owned by institutions. Not bad. The Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutionals Trust, and State Street Global Advisors, the typical ones you see, are all loaded up. Um, so in short, PayPal is one of the best fintech plays given consistent growth a growing market and a management team that consistently delivers a solid performance. Um, and that's my opinion on PayPal. I think PayPal's a winner, just as I think PayPal uh, Boeing is a winner. I, there's a lot of winners in this market. PayPal's a winner. Boeing's a winner. Apple's a winner. Microsoft's a winner. I just listed a few winners. Go check them out. But, um, you know, we have a ton of winners in this market and we're going to shift right into another one. And that one is Teladoc. Now, you're, you've probably heard Teladoc all over um, social media, in the media, on, t on uh, news networks like CNBC, Teladoc has been making its rounds. It really has. Um, it, but the stock hasn't really done much at all. And that's what's surprising about Teladoc. Um, you look at Teladoc here, and it is currently trading down. It's currently trading at 223 bucks a share. This stock has been really in between 230 and 180 for a few months now. Um, if you take a look at the six month, th this six month, this stock is no higher than it was three months ago. Um, and this is because of a merger they announced with Lavongo Health. And people thought they overpaid. And that was one of the most frustrating things for me in 2020, uh, 2020 was the fact that Every time a company announced an acquisition that on a strategy basis was very well and on a business basis would be very well the next five years um, and make the company a whole new company and, you know, put them in better competition with other competitors, um, the market sold it off and said, oh, it's too expensive. And I completely hated that motto because people said they paid too much and then didn't look to see what the acquisition would do for the company. Now, Livongo um, being acquired by Teladoc, you know, this is an excellent acquisition. Excellent. Um, and this is going to make Teladoc the leader in telehealth. Um, you know, Teladoc's a telehealth virtual healthcare services company. They have over 450 medical subspecialties uh, throughout over over they're in more than 175 countries um so this is no small company they're the leader in the space 
So when they acquired um, Lavango for $18.5 billion, people thought they overpaid, but Lavango was one of the hottest stocks prior to getting acquired. Um, so, you know, I completely disagree with the mindset that they paid too much. This is going to add a ton of revenue to uh, Teladoc. It's going to take, it took out a major competitor um, and it's just going to make Teladoc, a powerhouse in telehealth. Um, I think telehealth is the future, and I don't think it's going anywhere. So if you want to read the full breakdown on um, Teladoc, go check it out. Um, it was just released a few days ago, runningwiththemoney.com. Go check it out completely free. Um, it goes through all the technicals, goes through the merger, it goes through the earnings, all great stuff. It's going to give you a brief breakdown of the stock and why you should check it out further, possibly buy it, possibly, um, you know, whatever, however you want to trade it. Um, so definitely go check it out. But now shifting into the watch list, we're going to round out the show. That's it. We're going to round it out with a watch list. So I'm looking at the market right now. I'm looking at a big old map of the one day market. And what I see is that Fang is red. I like Fang. You go buy Fang and you buy it right now. Um, the only two Fang stocks that I would steer away from for a little bit is possibly Google and Facebook. Because they have all those lawsuits. But Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, fair game, go buy them. Um, Taiwan Semi, NVIDIA, both down today. Um, that's honestly, I mean, up today. That's not surprising. Um, yeah, I was crazy stuff. But either way, they are both up. Taiwan Semi and NVIDIA, I think you still buy them. I think Taiwan Semi is going to be huge within the next few years. I mean, their stock is already huge, but I think that you could see a lot bigger numbers out of Taiwan Semi within the next few years. They have a huge um, portion of the semiconductor space, um, and they're an excellent stock. AMD up 4%, um, about to break 100. I think you can buy AMD. Anywhere under 100, I think, is a buy on AMD. I think the stock, um, by the end of 2021, is going to be much more than 100 bucks per share. Same with NVIDIA. I think NVIDIA moves even further. Um, Netflix is a, you know, that's a tough one. If it pulls back a lot more, I think it's a buy. Um, maybe pick it up. Not a lot more. Pick it up at 500. Start nibbling at 500 if you like Netflix. If you want to get into the streaming space, I think the two best stocks to get in on are Disney and Netflix. They're the leaders. I think they're going to continue to be the leaders. They have the biggest content arrangement. Um, and I honestly do think that those two names are going to dominate the streaming space for many years to come. Salesforce is a buy. It's a buy. Um, I do not care what one analyst says. It is a buy. Why? Because the Slack acquisition by Salesforce, I have I have all confidence in management. I think is going to be one of the best moves that we've ever seen a software company make. Um, it's going to put the, uh, Salesforce in more direct competition with Microsoft, and I think that the Salesforce offering is going to far outdo Microsoft's, um, and I think that Salesforce is going to be a winner. ServiceNow, it's a winner. Buy it. Shopify, the biggest e-commerce play I think that's out there right now. I like it. Probably Nibble if you don't have any, and if you want to get in on e-commerce. The banks, they've had a huge run. Um, I hear all of these investors coming out, and they're saying, buy value, buy the banks, buy the financials, buy the stuff that's been hammered. Well, guess what? Um, As of this week, the banks are hitting all-time highs, at least JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs. Um, and a lot of these names, the industrials that everyone wants to get into, are have sky-high valuations now. I mean, look at Honeywell. That thing is trading at levels it typically has never even traded at um, historically. So, you look at a lot of these names, you look at a lot of the industrials, the things that these people are seeing are undervalued, and now they're trading at valuations that are crazy. So, but guess what's been flat over the recent months? Fang stocks, technology stocks, just go buy them, just go buy them and stay away from what everyone's trying to buy. 
think against the market. See, most people that go with the crowd, and typically the crowd doesn't make money. That's why over 90% of day traders fail. Um, 99%, I actually believe it is. And the reason for that, that traders often fail, is because they go with what the trend is. They, they're, you know, they follow what everyone else is doing. And if you follow what everyone else is doing, you're likely to fail. Um, some of the big, greatest investors of all time thought against the majority, and that tends to be the correct way to think. Um, so, you know, think against the majority, think against the norm. If you believe a stock is way too overvalued, you know, you think that and you don't doesn't mean you have to buy in even though everyone else is buying in. So when I look at these industrials in these banks that are at sky high numbers, I don't want them. I want to buy the stuff that's been flat, if not down over the past few months. And that is these big tech names that seem to never fail. Um, so definitely go check out most of the tech names, some of the big tech names out there. Um, and technology isn't going anywhere over the next few years. Alibaba, JD.com, all down big. Alibaba is a tough one, but I really do like JD.com. Um, until Alibaba, until the political stuff is figured out, I'm kind of steering clear of it. Um, but that's just my opinion. If you want some more risky plays, Baba's an excellent one. Tesla, that's a toughie. That really is a toughie. It's down 4.60% today. I think that if Tesla um, has a little more of a pullback, I, I think you can nibble on it. I think you can throw that stop on there and let it go, but definitely be careful with Tesla. Um, but that is the show. Also, healthcare names, all green today, but they haven't had much movement. So I think you can definitely go nibble on some healthcare names. Abby V, J&J, um, Eli Lilly, Bristol Myers. I like them all. Um, but that is the show. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Trade on, eat, sleep, profit. Um, remember, follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram. That's where we drop all of our content. Also, runningwithmoney.com. And at Luke Donate on Twitter, um, where I also give all of my commentary on the markets throughout every single market day. So definitely go check it out. Thank you for listening. Um, Easily Profit, trade on, and I will see you Wednesday. Wednesday.